and welcome to Bougie Adjacent. I'm Amanda Lauren. Okay, first of all, want to apologize. I know this show is a little late this week. Um, it was just a crazy week. Honestly, Wednesday I went to the Alanis concert. It was really fun. Um, and I've just been trying to catch up. Also, I had a podcast that I was going to release today with someone from Bravo. And I still need to just sort of... Honestly, I'm going to just spill some tea. It's so juicy um, that I just, and I want to sort of put it out the same day that I put out the Forbes article. And he says something in it that's so major. Um, it was with Josh Flagg. And he says something so major about um, the show and about another cast member. I just want to clear it actually with legal before I put out the podcast. Um, but if I haven't figured things out, so next week's might be a little bit early because I really want to spill that tea. I can't say what it is, but it's so wild that I just want to make sure it's okay to put out there. Um, so wait for it, wait for it. It's going to be exciting. Some other housekeeping. So I'm actually starting a new podcast that's going to be on YouTube. I can't talk about it yet. I don't want to spill details. Um... But it is with another person. It is going to be very different from this podcast. Um, and it'll be on YouTube, which I'm very, very excited about. Um, I think I talked about on a previous episode wanting to start a YouTube channel. Um, and it's just sort of an opportunity that came up. And it's someone that I really like hanging out with, wanted to create with, and it just sort of worked out. So I think that'll be out in a few weeks, certainly by November. So that's something to look forward to. It'll also be available as an audio podcast, but I feel like a lot of people do these as YouTubes. And I may also make this, I'm getting a new iPhone. Now I understand most people use fancy DSLRs to do YouTube. That will be shot on GoPros. Um, but for me, I think I might end up putting this podcast out on YouTube as well. Um, like I said, I need better gear. Like, it's really what it is. But I am going to get the new iPhone, I think, this weekend. So we'll see. It's going to be something that, um, for me to put this show on YouTube, I think that will probably happen closer to December or next year if I decide to do it. But just wanted to sort of put that out there. Wanted to let you know what's going on. And as always, if you like this show, please subscribe, rate, and review. Share with a friend. It's super helpful. You can also follow me on Instagram at It's Amanda Lauren. On Twitter at Amanda Lauren. All of this is in the show notes. So anyway, wanted to talk about something sort of fun, okay? Something sort of fun to get into. Um, which is burn your house to the ground, stupid decorating advice non-experts give. Now, I'm in all of these Facebook groups and people will ask questions. I'm not going to say which ones they are about decorating. And people that have no clue what the fuck they're talking about give dumb advice that makes no sense. And I find it infuriating. Like, I'm not going to sit there and pick a fight with people because there's just no point and I'm not that kind of person. But like, People give really dumb advice. Um, and I feel like here's, okay, first of all, if you have a question about decorating, you can always DM me. I'm more than happy to answer. Um, but like people will really crowdsource information from non-experts. Like if everyone is in a decorating group, 
no one knows what they're talking about unless it's like run by an expert. Um, and unless that person answers, just, I mean, listen, if you're trying to crowdsource, well, should I use gray, grayish, or taupe paint? Don't use any of those. But no, like, fine, you want to crowdsource something like that, that makes sense. But people will ask, or if you want to know someone's experience with a brand, I think that's a good way to do it. But people really like, I mean, I have seen people ready to take some pretty bad advice. And I wanted to share what some of that advice is and sort of give an alternative. So here we go. Buy a bedroom set. Don't buy a bedroom set. Don't buy a bedroom set. Do not buy a bedroom set right now. Um, I'm sitting here in my bedroom recording this and looking at my bedroom set, which I completely dislike. Um, okay, let me just say a few exceptions to the rules. I do like bedroom sets for children's and babies' rooms. I think that it actually makes a lot of sense in the long term. I think it's a practical choice for most people, unless you are a super talented decorator. Um, but for, unless it's like, you know, a baby, because, and by the way, I do like baby bedroom sets and all of that stuff, like the Pottery Barn Kids and the Restoration Hardware. All of that is beautiful, but most bedroom sets are complete and total fucking garbage. And I'm saying that because I have a bedroom set that turned out to be complete and total fucking garbage. Um, I'll tell you where it's from, too. It's from this store called Modani. They have locations throughout the U.S. They're big in, like, Miami, and they have some stores in New York and Georgia and in L.A. It was actually on the hills, I think, on the first season. Brandon Lee was furniture shopping there, and I'm like, what a scam. We bought so much furniture from this store when we first, like, I'm going to say seven years ago, something like that, maybe six years ago. You know, six years ago, we bought a bunch of furniture. We bought um, we bought a sofa that fell apart within like a year. Uh, we ended up getting a second sofa from them, which got disgusting. We'll talk more about sofas in a bit. Um, a TV stand that was overpriced that I never liked, that my husband liked. So I was like, fine, that we have since sold. Um, a chair that fell apart I mean they and this bedroom set that we have now which is white lacquer which by the way I don't dislike white lacquer furniture although I think it's sort of over at this point um we had more modern furniture originally now it's more contemporary I would say our home if we had to like really choose a category it's a it's contemporary um with some new traditional elements mixed in um I mean, really, if we had to categorize it, it would be whimsical, but I don't think whimsical is a real category. Um, and I've changed the handles on, I don't mind the, I'll tell you what it is. The dresser is literally falling apart. I actually think that in 2021, I'm going to replace the dresser, but it's like a good size. Um, my bedroom is very, it's very funny because as much decorating advice as I give, I have way too much furniture in my bedroom. We have a king size bed because my husband's a big guy. We have a 75 pound English bulldog and a 12 pound chihuahua pug mix. And the four of us are in bed every night. So we sleep in a king size bed. This bedroom um, in our rental is probably better for a queen size bed, but that's just not. So the reality is it's cramped furniture. I have a desk that like covers up part of the window in here. 
um, which I would never recommend doing, but I like this desk and I don't want to get rid of it. So it, it's sort of sentimental. It's, it's a, by the way, it's a gorgeous crate and barrel desk um, that I've since re-outfitted with Elizabeth Sutton uh, collection hardware. So it's this sort of like antique looking mahogany wood desk. It's very simple. Um, and I love it and I don't really want to replace it. It's like a really, it's huge. It fits a lot of stuff. So it is, it is what it is. And then we have like this gold bed. You can look at all of this on my Instagram. Um, and then we have this white lacquer bedroom set, which it works. It actually does work. It might not sound like it works. Um, we replaced the handles on the nightstands with just gold ones that I bought for literally $5 each from Wayfair. I'm, I'm not kidding. I spent $10 total on hardware for each. Um, and they, they look nicer and they have two drawers. So they, again, they fit a lot of stuff. Like I have my pajamas in one and the others are used. One is a jewelry drawer. Two are like jewelry and accessory drawers. And then there's like a junk drawer. Um, my husband doesn't get to use the nightstands. <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> there's no room for his stuff. Our apartment's a bit cramped, but we'll probably be moving next year. Um, but anyway, bedroom sets there. Okay. So here's the thing. They are just really out of style. I think they're not creative. Um, and when I bought this bedroom set, so to make sort of a long story short, my husband and I, I've talked about this on other podcasts, but just to give you the recap, if you're new here. So when my husband and I met, he was living in New York and I was living in LA. Um, and when he decided to move here, we didn't bring any of his furniture because there was no reason to. Um, it's very expensive to move furniture. I We knew we were getting wedding money, so we just decided that what we would do is we would just buy all new furniture and it would be both of ours. Because um, at that point, I had a lot of stuff for my bachelorette pad that was on its way out anyway. Um Literally, the only piece of furniture that I've kept from my bachelorette days, my pre-marriage days, um, is this desk, actually. Um, and my mom bought it for me, and there's something sentimental about it. So, yeah, that's, I mean, so we just, but so we were getting all new furniture, and we were buying it all at once, which I never recommend doing. I think buying furniture in a rush is a stupid move, but like we literally had no furniture. So we went to a few stores. We should have bought everything in retrospect, should have bought everything at CB2. Uh, like at that time, I should have just went to CB2, bought everything. I think I would have been a lot happier, but we ended up buying a lot at Modani because the price was reasonable. Again, around the same price of CB2 at the time, so I don't know what I was thinking. Um, I make furniture mistakes, so you don't have to. And I just, it really ended up being such junk. Um, even the couch, like we had a huge fight with them and I actually had an attorney write a letter because it was a, I'll tell you exactly how much. Now this was not, okay. This was not the most expensive couch, but it was not the cheapest couch. I think we paid around 14 or $1,500 for this sofa. And again, like I've bought garbage stuff that's lasted longer than a year. They told us it was leather. It was not leather. Oh, here's some other advice too. I am not a fan of leather sofas. I would never recommend for anyone to buy a leather sofa for the most part, unless you are getting something 
really high-end or really custom I think for the most part a lot of the times they say it's leather and it's just like leatherette which is a little bit of leather on top but it's not like a real leather or it's a fake honestly it never smelled like leather which I always thought was weird right because leather has a very particular smell I think it was fake leather I think they lied and said it was real leather and then it started to literally like come apart like crumbs I mean it was the strangest thing so we ended up getting this green velvet sofa which just got so filthy with the dogs we had that for less than a year and then we replaced that well I'll get into sofas in a minute but anyway so bedroom sets I digress I digress a lot so I just think that bedroom sets are tacky they're for the most like I said do I think that there are probably a few exceptions to the rule sure but for the most part I think they're out of style I don't think they're creative and I don't think they add anything to a bedroom. I think you're better off buying a dresser and two interesting nightstands. I'll tell you, in in a perfect world, I actually wouldn't buy nightstands. I think that, okay, here's a secret. I think nightstands are overpriced because they know you have to buy two and I feel like they jack up the price. I think that you can buy two end tables. I think it's so much, so much more sophisticated. Also, if you have a modern home, I like a floating nightstand if you have modern, even for contemporary, depending on what it looks like. I think less is more. I think that nightstands, for the most part, just become like a junk depository. Um, and like I said, there are some beautiful ones, but if you were on a budget, you could just get two side tables that are really, really pretty and call it a day and no one's going to know. I have to use nightstands for storage right now. Um, so that's what we're doing. But again, there's just like, even if you're going to save money, you're not really, like I said, if you're like buying a set from a store because you're trying to stay on a budget, you're better off buying a dresser to end tables. It'll probably end up being around the same price. Um, I just, I don't know. I mean, the only reason it's funny, like every time I'm in my bedroom, I really want to get rid of this bedroom set is so not me anymore. Um, and the only reason why I'm keeping it to tell you the truth is that if we move to a larger place next year, we may want to keep it for the guest room because I'm just not going to care as much about a guest room. Now I understand I'm a design expert and all of that, but when it comes, but my approach to furniture and buying stuff, even though I have purchased way too much furniture in the past few years is actually a lot more practical than people think. Listen, not everyone has money to buy the most expensive furniture, but I think if you're creative, it can more, and you really think things through, it can more than make up for lack of, of budget. So don't buy the bedroom set. Okay, here we go. Don't, don't buy a microfiber sofa. Holy cheese balls have I found more and more people saying, I love my microfiber sofa. And let me just say this. My mom has a microfiber sofa and I told her not to buy one. I think they're hideous. I think they're hideous. I think they're shittiest. I think they're garbage looking. And I know I have a very strong opinion on this and I don't care if you like yours. I have had multiple microfiber sofas over the years and I think they just look cheap and garbagey. I mean, people are like, oh, they clean better. On what planet? Do they clean better? Yeah, if you get it scotch guarded, I guess, and you're breathing in chemicals all day long, 
because I mean, listen, furniture has a ton of chemicals on it to begin with. And I'm not like one of those people who's really paranoid of chemicals or be like, you have to get organic every, I'm really not like that. But like Scotchgard is kind of like poison. <laughs> I think it should only be used for very specific circumstances. It's like that fakey, sweet, it just looks so 90s. And yeah, it is less expensive. But here's the thing. This is the only time I'll probably ever say to someone, buy something from Ikea. But you're better off with like a canvas Ikea sofa than a garbagey, garbagey looking microfiber. Also, here's the other thing too. I have had pets in microfiber and everyone that says that it works well with pets is a fucking liar because we had the cutest pink microfiber sofa. It was like, it was one of those things. Don't even ask why I got it. I have a tendency to like impulse buy furniture. Um, or sometimes people give me furniture, but mostly, but that was like a real impulse kind of thing of let's, when, when I decided that we should move into a different building for um, what ended up being eight months. And I, my husband was like, yeah, just get the pink sofa. This thing attracted dog hair. I didn't realize it was microfiber. I think that was the issue. And it attracted dog hair like nothing else. It ended up getting really stained. It was really hard to clean. It was cute for a day and a half. The whole thing was a nightmare. I have purchased, I mean, now we have, we have a gorgeous six penny sofa and I, I love it. It's so super comfortable. Um, and I'm very, very happy with it. But like, and I think that like, we will keep this sofa probably for a long time. We just got new slip covers, um, cause I was sick of the old ones. And I think that we'll probably get new slip covers again when we move, um, but anyway, if you, oh, that's on my Instagram. It really changed the look of it. The ones we had before, they were a little bit light and they were a little bit harder to keep clean with pets. Um, but anyway, yeah, microfiber, it's just a dog hair magnet or a cat hair magnet. It's cheap looking. I don't know. I always feel like you could just get something canvas for the same price or less and it just looks more stylish. Like, don't let anyone fool you. So many people recommend it. I mean, listen, I'll tell you, my mom is a good microfiber sofa at her house. Uh, my mom, my parents, my parents, I say that like my parents are divorced, they're not divorced. Um, but my mom chose that sofa. And even then, like the quality is pretty good. My mom doesn't buy junk, but she has these gorgeous canvas crate and barrel sofas downstairs. And they're so, so, so much nicer looking, even though they're a little bit older. So there you go. Opt for canvas, skip the microfiber. It's just, it's dated. And I know people say 90s stuff is coming back and it is, but I just don't think it lasts as long as everyone, as everyone says it does, because I haven't, I could not manage to keep a microfiber sofa. I had that sofa for less than a year, okay? It was like a pink mauve, it was cute. It was a mess and then it was gone. Okay, here's another one. Go for the polished concrete floors. Now I'm gonna sound like a mom. Do never, ever, ever get polished concrete floors. Yes, they're cool looking. Yes, they're modern. Yes, they're sexy. But if someone falls on them, they will have an injury. How do I know this? It happened to me.
this was how I ended up during um, when I again when my husband and I when we decided to move to a different building for a few months we had polished concrete floors in the um, it was ugh, what is wrong with me today um, there were polished concrete floors in the hallway they were soaking wet a woman the um the cleaning person didn't put out a wet floor sign which by the way she had because i saw it in her card okay um and i slipped on it fell and had um pretty bad back injury as a result had to go to physical therapy it was extremely painful i think polished concrete is not I think it makes no sense if you've it also like hurts your joints if you have to stand on it for a long time it's slippery it's not good with kids if you drop something accidentally it can break or the floor can crack it's a fucking nightmare again it looks nice it is just not practical you want to do it for one room go ahead knock yourself out I just don't think it makes sense for like 99% of people Okay, here's another one. Buying furniture at Costco. Sorry, I don't think anyone should buy furniture at Costco. And again, I totally come at this from a place where people are on a budget. Trust me, I've been really broke in my life and had to buy furniture on a budget, all right? I mean, I still have to buy furniture on a budget. Listen, would I like to have all restoration hardware? Um, yeah, do I? No, I have nothing from restoration hardware. Um, that being said, Costco furniture, it is, I'll tell you something. I think Costco is an overrated store. Do I think it's a great place for toilet paper? Sure. Do I buy cases of paper towels there? Absolutely. Um, but in terms of buying furniture, I will see that I have seen things that look half decent, but I'll tell you, first of all, anytime I've ever bought an electronic item there, it's broken within six. One time I bought, got like three laptops there in one year because they all broke. My mom, when I was a kid, used to buy like, like a cordless phone from there. They last for like a week and a half before they died. I don't, I always feel like their stuff is a little bit shoddy. It's a little bit like, not secondhand, because I would actually say buy secondhand furniture before buying furniture at Costco. Even then, their stuff is so tacky. It's so, it's so like uncreative. Like a black leather sofa. I mean, listen, it's women that listen to this podcast. I look at the demographics. Bruh, you can do better, okay? You want it to look like a bachelor pad? Knock yourself out. All of their, it's just, it's not, the deals are not that great compared to what you could get if you looked around. It's hideous 99% of the time and it's uncreative. Again, if you're listening to a decorating podcast, a decorating comedy podcast, if you will, you're probably a little bit into decorating. And I see people like saying, oh, I got a whole set at Costco. I furnished my whole house for $1,500. Nance, Nance, your house looks like crap. I know you think it looks nice. It does not. The whole thing looks just, it looks gross. It looks like you didn't really think it through. All right, Nance? Okay. So I would say don't buy furniture. Along the lines of Costco, Bob's discount 
Joe's discount, Mike's discount, or anything with discount in the name, yeah, you know what you save money on? Style. Um, I will tell you, I think I always talk about Wayfair. Um, I think I would so much rather buy a few. They have some great like dupes of like the high-end designer stuff from Wayfair. You're better off there than getting and I understand that people are like well I want to sit on a sofa I want you know what you know what Sally unless you're spending a ton of money you don't always get what you want and if you ask if you're listening to this for my expert advice first of all you can return anything to these stores if it's not exactly what you want okay I think it makes so much more sense Get, get a copy of the cloud couch from even living. I'll tell you something. I'm not a big fan of big boxes, but I don't hate living spaces. Um, my dining tables from living spaces. I ordered it on, listen, it was a super cheap marble table. I think it was $350, okay? Um, and I don't love, the stone looked a little bit different than what it was online. I thought it was more of a Carrera marble. It's not a Carrera marble. Um, but, and by the way, I would never tell anyone to like really cheap out on a dining table. But because we're not going to be in this apartment forever, um, it just, and I wanted something that like looked nice. It made the most, it just, it made the most sense. Um, and it has a gold base. And again, it looks really pretty. I would probably, I don't think the stone quality is wonderful, but again, it's totally fine for now. And I will say this, you know, you're fine for now furniture. You don't have to get something. You don't have to go to Costco. You don't have to go to something discount. You just have to know where to look. Or as I say, um, and I've said this on other podcasts too, wait for a sale. There's always a sale. Right now, it's October 8th. I'm sure there are going to be furniture Halloween sales and holiday sales and after Christmas sales and all of this stuff. So if you need to buy a big ticket item, no matter what time of year it is, wait a few weeks. You can probably get a discount. Um, And I think that is a much wiser way to budget than just simply to like get the first thing or go for the generic thing. Here's the other, here's another thing to think about too. Like for bedroom sets, well, let me just say this too, which I think makes a really good point. The shipping times are delayed for everyone. I know of so many people who were like, I have no furniture because I'm, people even on the like super high end, there's waiting lists for everything. So you know what? Do you, I recommend, I would say like, yeah, you need a bed, you need a table, you need a sofa. Anything else, you don't need a nightstand. You can just plug your phone in and have your water bottle on the floor for a month. I know that's not ideal. I know it's not fancy. But I think it's better to wait for the right thing than just to order what's available. Um, And obviously, like, there are certain things, you know, certain practicalities that people have to keep in mind. But listen, it's hard. It's hard for everyone right now because of the supply chain. Isn't that sexy? Let's talk about supply chains. Okay. Here is my final 
stupid decorating advice that non-experts give. Go for the subway tiles. The more I look at subway tiles, the more I don't like subway tiles. Let me just say, there is a time and place for subway tiles. I, but I think for the most part, to tell you the truth, what I see, and I've seen it like in a lot of Facebook groups, people like those tiny little ones, I think they're very like a decade ago. I don't think they make any sense. I think you are so much better off getting like a, a plain white herringbone pattern versus a subway tile. I think it's so much more sophisticated. I think it's so much more updated. And I think it's actually a lot more neutral than people think. And people think of those little subway tiles as neutral, but I just think they look really dated. Now, mind you, I don't hate a larger subway tile for a bathroom. I also think you can get really pretty with like a gray grout or a black grout even. If you just like, it's, I have a friend who's redoing things and I, I said to her, you know, you could always just get subway tiles from Home Depot and really just not do or Lowe's or whatever. Get an interesting grout because all of those stores always have like, always have a subway tile. It's easy to do. But for, like I said, for a bathroom, for a kitchen, I just, like I said, I just think it's so dated looking. It's like, I don't even understand, like, why are we still talking about subway tiles? Now, some people will say it's a classic. And I would say, yeah, for a bathroom, nah, for a kitchen. So, like I said, it's really funny how people crowdsource these things. I mean, I gotta tell you, like, really? No one knows what the fuck they're talking about. I mean, the truth is, I think it makes, if you are really like spending money on something, if you're renovating something, even use like a Modsy, a Havenly, one of those, like even a virtual interior designer is probably, you're probably better off spending a few hundred bucks more on that and sort of account, taking that into account in your budget. For I mean, I have seen people ask questions on like major, major renovations. I, I don't, I don't really get it. Um, I mean, you're spending a ton of money and you're asking, you know, Susan in Seattle, how the hell do you know what Susan in Seattle and Mary in Nebraska, how, what gives them the right to give advice? I don't know. I don't know. The point is, we're taking advice from the wrong people. You know? We really are. So that's it. That's all I've got for today. I hope I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, Josh Flagg will be next week. Um, and then after that, I recorded a really good episode with my former co-host, Allie Levine, of Everything with Allie Levine. Uh, my former co sorry, my former co-host of Things We're Too Lazy to Blog About, we pod swapped a few weeks ago, and I have to edit that episode a little bit because her husband walked in, and it was a disaster for a few minutes. So instead of, so I've got to edit that, but I'm going to Palm Springs where for Modernism Week, which should be really fun. It's the first press trip I'm taking in like two years. Um, 
And I just can't believe it. Like things are not, I mean, listen, things are not normal, which is something that Allie and I will actually talk about on the podcast. We're going to be really annoying and talk about COVID, but it, it is a really good episode. Um, and I think a lot of people will relate to it. Um, and just the frustrations that we both feel. I mean, listen, today I went to a boxing class in a mask. I am not happy about it. And I understand it's a privilege. You know, I'm just so exhausted. I'm so exhausted. It's a privilege to go to like a bo- Yeah, it was my normal life to go to workout classes all the time and not wear a mask. You know what? Normalize breathing. Okay, okay. I'm on another tangent. Anyway, that's it. By the way, ooh, if you have decorating questions, DM me and I will put them on another show. Again, it's at it's Amanda Lauren on Instagram, at Amanda Lauren on Twitter. Is anyone still on Twitter? I like Twitter. It's a good time. I'm going to shut up. Have a great weekend and thank you so much for listening.